Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, five, five, two, fifty-five. Are you all alive? <laughs> I'm the king of rap. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for coming back. Thank you very much for, uh, you know, I have actually a few things to thank you guys for. Um, the first thing I want to thank you guys for is, is all the love uh, that you showed the last episode. And apparently there's a lot of new people coming, um, you know, probably from some of the shows that I that I was on the last week, the Football Weekly Show and the Full Circle Podcast Show. But also, once again, there's a whole I don't know what I don't know what the hell's going on over in Great Britain, but apparently y'all like this show. So to my new British bastards, much love to you. Much love to you. Thank you very much. My new Canadian sass bastards, much love to you. My new Australian sass bastards, much love to you. And my new French sass bastards and my sass bastards in China. Yeah, China. Uh, <laughs> welcome aboard, my friends. And uh, it's it, it's to me, it's just kind of a, a really cool thing to hear. to see a lot of people, you know, jump onto your next, uh, your latest episode and shoot it straight up the charts of the of the most listened to episodes and all of that kind of stuff. But in addition to that, um, I can see people actually once again, which is which is really a cool thing, you know, to see see a lot of you guys go through the back catalog, you know, and uh, you know, it's really weird because I thought that, you know, people would listen to the latest episode and maybe listen to the one before it or maybe like randomly pick uh an episode from the past just to see what the deal is. But it's apparently people are, you know, um you guys are uh, not only listening to whatever the most recent one is, but you're actually going back and listening to a whole bunch of the old episodes. And apparently from what you guys have said to me, you, you enjoyed them. So I just want to say thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Uh, keep spreading the word and telling people about the show. And um, like I said, I, I really appreciate that. Okay. You bastards. <laughs> now, what I wanted to talk to you about uh, this week is, is it's, well, how can I say this? I, I'm at the point now where I really, well, I've, I enjoy being on Twitter and I enjoy Facebook and all of that stuff. Um, those are the two ones that I enjoy the most. I'm one of the other ones, obviously, but those are the two that I enjoy the most and frequent the most, but it's becoming more and more difficult to enjoy my time there. Um, not necessarily as much on Twitter as much because you only have 140 characters. That's you no know, two short sentences and that's all that there is. But the thing about it is, is that now we can't escape uh, talking about the same person again and again and again. And it's the same thing on Facebook, the same person again and again and again. And the funny thing about it is the things that are happening right now are so outrageous and over the top that the normal outrage fatigue that happens hasn't happened right usually when there's a tragedy and something happens to people and it's a really horrible thing and this crash and that blew up or this and we go and we, we have this worldwide or nationwide feeling of helping someone else and we got to help them we got to give them money we got to give them time and unfortunately or fortunately we have this uh we're going to move on type feeling. It's kind of, you know, it's a tragedy fatigue. You feel bad about the tragedy, but as time goes on, other things happen and you start to, that starts to fade into the background. 
But what about there's an equally big tragedy every day or every week? Well, then you can't get tragedy fatigue because it's a different tragedy and a different feeling. And it's starting to feel that way on Twitter and Facebook. Every day something more outrageous or equally outrageous happens. So now the same blast of people that would go, oh, I can't believe he did this, she did that, this, that, 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 that. They always have something new to complain about. And because there's always something new to complain about, there's less and less time to enjoy the process of being on social media. I'm at the point now where I actually want to go on Facebook and I'm actually relieved when I see a cat video instead of going, what is this cat video crap? What am I following my friends on Facebook? What a bunch of punks with your cat. Bunch, I should fly to where you are and slap the crap out of you for wasting my time with that crap. But now, when I see a cat video or a cute puppy video, I'm like, hey, this is great. A cute puppy video. And then you're watching it's like, cute puppies, yeah, that can't stand the president. Oh, God, I got to talk about that guy again. <laughs> right? And we're in that situation many, many times, not just necessarily with this. Uh, what's going on right now with politics, but there are many times when you just don't want to hear that crap. You need to have a vacation from crap. You don't want to deal with crap. You don't want to talk about crap, hear crap, think about crap. You need a vacation from that crap. And sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. One of my relatives was visiting me recently and they brought the baby over and they were talking about how the babies and the babies are always following them around and they can't get a vacation from the babies and the babies, the babies, the babies. You know what I'm talking about. If you're a stay at home parent, a mother or father that is or you're the primary physical caregiver because the other person works outside the home or even if you both work outside the home, you're still the primary caregiver, whether you're male or female. You know what I'm talking about when you're the primary person the kids always go to you first even if it's something that's well within the capabilities of the other parent they're gonna go to you first because you're the primary well know what i'm saying dad is downstairs reading the newspaper he ain't doing a damn thing mom's in the bathroom taking uh, let's just say sitting down and she's gonna be in there for a while and what happens you hear that sound and you know what that sound is? That's the sound of two small children sitting there with their backs pressed against the door, starting to try to have a dialogue with you while you're not in the dialoguing mood. And mom, and mom, and mom, and you're sitting in there. Hold on for a second. Why are you talking funny, mom? That's not important. <laughs> I've been there when I had little cousins at the house. I'm the only one there. They have their brothers and sisters there who are older who could very easily cut the crust off their bread, very easily pour them a bowl of cereal, very easily get them a glass of juice out of the refrigerator. They could very easily handle that and would actually do it. But Cousin S, fun Cousin S, we love Cousin S. Cousin S is in the bathroom right now. So let's just sit here and talk to him about crap. Let's take our hands under the door. Let's start playing with the doorknob, making him think that we're going to come in and catching him on the toilet taking El Crapo while we're outside. I just don't want to hear that crap. Sometimes I would actually go into the bathroom when I didn't even have to go to the bathroom and I got caught one time. I got caught one time because it never occurred to me that the little one would put their face to the floor and balance their little eye onto the door and they couldn't see anything. But they would go, hey, wait a minute. Um, 
You going to the bathroom? Y- yes, I'll be out later on. Maybe you should go downstairs and play with your siblings. Uh, because y- you finished going to the bathroom? Uh, no, no. You just started? What's with all the questions about the bathroom? Oh, because usually when you go to the bathroom and I see, like, I can see your shoes and I can see your belt on the floor because your pants would be down. I could just see your feet and the belt and the pants. But this time it looks like you're just standing by the sink. You know, like, are you washing your hands? And the little punk didn't realize I was just pretending to go to the bathroom so that little I love them, but their punk asses would go downstairs and leave me the hell alone oh no and because then you gig big gig at this point i'm so frustrated with the fact that my little trick of pretending to go to the bathroom i actually went into the bathroom one time and they were outside and they had finally realized that when they could tell i was in the bathroom for a little bit of a time they would go away so and this is embarrassing to me embarrassing yes i did it don't judge me f y'all this is what happened i'm in the bathroom <sighs> F it. I'm saying it. F y'all if you judge me. I'm in the bathroom. The kids come and if I'm peeing, they will wait. But if they don't detect peeing after about five, ten minutes, they would leave. But then they didn't leave. And I said, I'm going to be in there for a while. And then they big, 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 big. And I went, okay, I guess I'm going to have to put on the show for him. Hold on for a minute. I was pretending to strain on the toilet and I wasn't even on the toilet. Just so they'd realize I was going to be in there for a while. Are you going to, we could come back. Okay, you come back. And now I realize that the straining act ain't working anymore because the little bastards are caught on to that crap. Why are you straining when you're standing in front of the sink? Are you trying to lift something? Oh, God, I didn't realize they're watching my feet again. Oh, no. Sometimes you just don't want to hear that crap. I love the little bastards, but I don't want to hear that crap. Don't act like you know what don't know what I'm talking about when sometimes you just don't want to hear that crap. You may even love, love, love your spouse. You love your spouse. He or she is the best thing in the world, the best thing in the world. But you know for a fact that it's Wednesday and every Wednesday or Thursday, sometime during that little time period, during the middle of the week, sometime there's one specific relative who always does something dumb or is around the time when the other relatives complain about that other relative to your relative, a.k.a. your spouse. And you're going to have to hear this lame ass story about someone in the family doing something dumb that they always do. In fact, this story is going to be 99.9999999999999 percent similar to the last time they did something stupid in fact they should just say hey tim did that thing you know what i'm talking about yeah and just do that because you already heard the story but no it's cathartic for them to tell you the whole story again it's something you couldn't possibly not know but they're gonna tell you again anyway you could literally if you could literally turn around like you're straightening your tie in the mirror and you could lip sync their bullcrap story about their bullcrap relative you could do a karaoke thing with their here's a story about you you could just take a microphone out turn on some bad music and you can start singing the lyrics to the story and then he came home and she found him with crack you knew exactly what they're gonna say because it's the same crap well this time you said i can't take it i can't listen to that crap i can't take that crap i can't take that crap and you pull around by side you just pull over you don't even want to go into the house you don't want to go into the house 
You're hiding behind the house. You just and I'll be home in a few minutes. And you know damn well you're not going to walk in in a few minutes. You're going to sit in that car for a half an hour. You're going to you're going to surf the Internet on your phone. You're going to play some music. You're going to do anything. But you forgot. You forgot. You forgot. She can see the car. You thought you parked a little bit further away from the window than you did, but she could see the car. Oh, you're out back. Oh, great. Why are you parking out back? Oh, I'm definitely not hiding from you. <laughs> I'll be around in the mountain. I just had to pull over for a second to look for something in the glove compartment. I definitely was not sitting back here hoping that this whole thing would blow over or that you would get caught up in another phone call or that somehow I could hide from you until you... <laughs> And you got to take your punk ass around parking in front of the house, walk up the steps, walk in the house, and you see the look on her face. It's a look of, he's finally home, and another look of, I can't wait to tell you some stupid crap you couldn't possibly not know when you know it's going to be 45 minutes of that crap, and you can't stand it. And this is not gender-specific women. It's the same thing for you. You know what I'm talking about. He's going to come in and talk about some dumb crap you couldn't care about and you're trying to figure out a way. There's How many times, ladies, then tell the truth, how many times have you banged the crap out of your husband just to shut him the fuck up? He starts talking about crap you don't want to talk about. You're like, I'm not even really in the mood that much. I was going to bang him later, but I'm just going to bang the crap out of him now because he's going to fall asleep and then I could actually have him in the house and I know he's safe, but then I don't have to listen to that crap. And I know now as I think about it, I remember I came home one time and my girlfriend was there waiting for me and I was going to tell her it was something and as it turns out it was some stuff she couldn't possibly not know it was me talking about some crap she already knew and she looked at me and it wasn't a look of love in her eyes it was a look of let me bang him to shut his punk ass up and she walks up to me grabs me by the El Junco gives me a kiss and says let's talk about this later then she walked me into the bedroom and banged the crap out of me and after the crap banging I came back out and she says what were you going to tell me again I said I don't know I don't remember Remember, I think you bang the memory out of me. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you just don't want to hear that crap. You want them to stop that crap. You don't want to hear about that crap, but they're going to tell you that crap. I worked in an office next to a lady. She was 50 years old. 50, 50 and fabulous. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting next to her and I'm looking at her and I'm going, I'm half her age. But I tell you right now, I would like nothing better. Than that's not wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Don't objectify her. She just bent over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. F y'all. But the thing was, it was okay. We were sitting there, we were having wonderful conversations and there was little short conversations between sales calls and then as we became more and more friends and all of that kind of crap, she started to tell me all of that stupid crap, the kind of crap that I didn't want to hear, the kind of crap I wasn't interested in, the kind of crap she could have kept to herself, but she kept telling me all that crap. And my boyfriend, Jim, he's and I'm stuck with her. I'm at the desk next to her. I can't go anywhere. I can't. How many times can you go to the bathroom i couldn't even fool two and three and four year olds and five year olds going in the bathroom i'm damn sure not going to be able to, to to fool a 50 year old woman with a master's degree that i'm going into the bathroom to get away from a punk ass there's no way to get away from this crap so i gotta sit there and listen to all of that crap about her punk ass boyfriend Gemma and all the crap that he did and how bad he was and how he's a piece of crap and it was always the same complaints every day and it was the complaints were so bad that me at 25 who really basically thought about nothing but banging much different than i am now <laughs> shut up f y'all back to the story 
I was completely turned off at this point. I didn't even find her attractive at all, not physically or as a person. That's how bad and lame and stupid and repetitive those stories were, and she just wouldn't shut the heck up about that crap, and I couldn't take it. And I started to think, wait a minute, maybe Jim's not the bad one. Maybe you're the one with the problem. I didn't say it to her. But I was thinking about it. Every time you complain about Jim, it's the same crap all the time. If you're complaining about the same crap all the time, maybe you're the one with the problem. I'm starting to get the feeling that if I ran into Jim, he'd be all nice and normal and you'd be the nutcase. That's what I'm thinking. Why? Because she kept telling me all of that crap and I didn't want to hear that crap. It doesn't even have to be someone that you're in a relationship with. It doesn't have to be your children or children in your family. It doesn't have to be someone that you're working with. It could be any person that you come in contact with who doesn't know how to shut up about that crap. They can't stop talking about that crap. They can't do it. The worst one is the people that actually answer infinitely more deeply than you necessarily want them to because all you said was hey how's it going buddy as you were walking by and then the bastard decides to actually tell you how it's going and how is it going you don't care why because what he's saying is a bunch of crap but he won't stop telling you that crap and you're trying to get away from him telling you that crap but you can't get away from him telling you that crap because you're walking to the subway and unfortunately for you he's always walking he's walking to the same subway so on the four block walk to the subway he's telling you all that crap and that's four blocks and nothing but some stranger who's telling you <sighs> crap well, that's okay. You're going to get on the subway. It's New York City. It's New York City. These, this is a very intricate train system. There's an A train and a B train and a Q train and an F train and a Pi train and a quantum, quantum physics train and all of that crap. They're going to all different places. What are the odds this stranger who annoyed you by walking all along the street, four blocks to the subway stop you wanted to go to, what are the odds that, oh, God, he's going to get on the same train you're going on? Oh, no. And now he's telling you more crap. Oh, God, no. Why? Oh, the train is packed. That's great. I'm going to be able to get away from that. This bastard, this is great. We're going to get on the train. Now that I see that the train is going to be crowded, I can actually act like I want to hear more of this crap because it'll be nice. It'll be polite. It'll look like I'm engaged in this bullcrap conversation with this jackass. But there's so many people on the train. We'll be separated. And that's great. I'll never see his punk ass again. And that's great to get on the train. It's packed. And as people come out, it's really packed. But there's two seats. And they're next to each other. And there are people standing. And they don't want to sit into it. Hey, go ahead, buddy. Have the seat. Huh? Now that's okay. You have the chair right there. I'll walk all the way over there where this guy isn't. <laughs> and then you wind up sitting next to the bastard. And what does he do for 15 stops? You guessed it. Tell you a bunch of crap you're not interested in. And you wish he'd stop talking about that crap. And that's how I feel now when I'm on social media. You know, when I was on social media originally, you go on, you go on to Twitter. And it was just, you know, people sending jokes back and forth people having little polite conversations people playfully breaking each other's balls people sharing information but what is it now all information about this crap and it's the same thing on facebook and all i want right now is a vacation from all of this crap you gotta feel the same way I don't want to hear all this crap all day. I'm interested. Yes. I want to hear some of this crap, but it can't all be the same crap, right? Because that's crap. You dig? Segment over.
All right, everybody, let me talk to you about something interesting here. I realize I got, I have a, a, a nice chunk of my audience is, is young dudes and young ladies. And a lot of times when they contact me, they ask me a lot of old dude questions. What I mean old dude questions, it's obviously I've been in relationships, long-term relationships and live with people. And they'll ask me questions when they're about to do that and I'll reply to them. You know, kind of like their favorite cool uncle or something like that. And I just want to say one thing, and I'll take it from the guy's perspective uh, in this particular time. Um, it's not going to be what you think it is when you move in with your girlfriend or if you get married. It's not going to be what you think it is. It just isn't. Make sure whoever you're dating or marry or move in with, make sure you like hanging around them. That And make sure that you enjoy your time with them that doesn't require you being naked. Because if you don't enjoy non-naked time, Naked time will wear out really, really quickly. Right? Everybody gets, guys get all excited when they see a woman naked because it's great. Because a lot of times when you see a woman naked, either you're seeing a woman naked you didn't expect to see naked. Oh, yeah. Or you're seeing a woman naked that you've been wanting to see naked because you've been dating a woman and she's now naked. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. And it's awesome because you want to see her naked and she's got to take off stuff so you can see her naked. And it's awesome to see her naked. It's incredible to see her naked. Oh, yeah. But... What starts to happen, my friend, is when you live with each other, you're married, you're living together, you see each other all the time, all of a sudden, seeing her naked is not really that big of a deal, nor is it that big of a treat. In fact, she's so comfortable with you, she's naked all the time, and when she used to be naked, it meant you were going to get it on. Now she's naked because, well, she doesn't feel like going to the clothes hamper right now. She's sitting at the table, at the kitchen table, naked. And you're looking at her like, yeah, and she's going, I'm reading the paper. And you're like, oh, right? In fact, it's kind of like a spoiler alert sometimes. Once you get to the point where she feels comfortable just walking around naked in front of you because it's not sexy time anymore. It's just, you know, a person walking around naked, right? It's a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You ain't getting any. <laughs> in fact, at that point, it's at the point now where when you actually see her naked, you know you're not having sex, and that sucks. It's like turning on your favorite TV program and going, and tonight's super mystery, the mystery of the murdered waiter. And then someone comes out, oh, by the way, his wife did it. Okay, you can still watch the 90 minutes now, but just to let you know right now, even though there's going to be a lot of twists and turns in the movie, his wife did it. Just wanted, just wanted y'all to know that. And it's ruined. You're sitting there going, why am I watching this if I know the wife did it? Well, if it's a mystery, I'm supposed to be fooled until the end and then go, whoa, that was a great surprise. Great writing. Great acting. This is awesome. But I already know the wife did it. Why am I watching this? And if you're living with your woman, married to your woman, it's exactly the same thing. The second you see her walking around naked and she's making pancakes and she's walking around naked and she's on the phone with a friend or she's walking around naked and she's looking at her phone or she's sitting at the table naked and she's playing solitaire on the laptop you ain't getting anything and you're looking at her and you're going why am i staring at that delicious body when i know damn well i'm not going to get to have any access to her delicious buttocks because she's not in a delicious buttocks giving mood it's a spoiler alert and in fact it's just a spoiler because your whole damn day spoiled you gotta realize my friend that's what i'm talking about you move in you think it's going to be all yummies and gravy and it ain't all yummies and gravy my friend you know, I mean, do you like walking around your house naked? 
right? Everybody thinks it's a good idea, but it's not. You know what's more liberating than walking around naked? And it's counterintuitive, but it's true. Walking around in your drawers. That's more liberating than walking around naked. It really is, right? There's a lot of things you don't have to worry as much about when you're walking around your house in your drawers, right? First of all, you don't have to sit on the chair and realize that's disgusting. Your naked ass on the chair. Ew, that's gross. But if you got your boxer briefs on, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of similar to when you're wearing your jeans. Your ass is covered. You're not touching the chair. There's no ass chips on the chair at all because the ass chips are on the inside of your drawers. Right? It's more liberating when you're woman, women, right? When you're walking around the house in your panties and you, you, you're wearing a T-shirt with no bra on and your chest yummies are just swinging and jiggling around in that T-shirt and all of that crap. And as a guy who's lived with women, women, especially women I was taking the bang city, I liked it better when the women I was taking the bang city who were living with me were walking around actually wearing something. I didn't want them wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Get that crap out of here. But when she's walking around in pajama bottoms with her delicious buttocks jiggling, and in addition to the pajama bottoms, she's walking around in one of my t-shirts, and her chest yummies are jiggling and swinging. That was awesome. I know what her chest yummies and back in the back yummies look like. I've squeezed and slurped on them many times i could find them in the dark hell i have found them in the dark <laughs> i've also found them in the dark and had to go you just had some go to sleep stop being greedy <laughs> bad memory mind your business back to the story but when you see a woman walking around with the bottom with the, the pajama bottoms or she's walking around with some kind of short shorts or some kind of yoga pants or some crap like that and she's got the top yummies jiggling around and the back yummies jiggling around she's not naked but it still looks good she's not naked but you know at some point you're going to get to get underneath those yoga pants and underneath that t-shirt and it's great that you're going to get underneath that but there's just enough fabric covering all of her yumminess where you still have a little bit of mystery even though you've seen him a billion and a half times it's more liberating when she's walking around like that because she's more comfortable if she's walking around naked she's always thinking in the back of your mind that you're going to walk over and try to interrupt whatever she's doing to try to get some and she's right it's more liberating to walk around in your drawers it's a little naughty to walk around in your drawers isn't it you wouldn't walk around in your drawers outside you definitely wouldn't walk around naked outside walking around in the drawers just a little bit of naughtiness just a little bit of something wrong it's like squeezing your woman's ass at the family barbecue you know there's a chance somebody's going to catch you and think it's wrong but you don't mind you squeeze her stuff in fact she gets into it and squeezes your stuff <laughs> you're a little naughty granted everybody knows you're in a relationship everybody knows you're living together everybody knows you're banging the crap out of each other but for some reason that little act of defiance makes you feel naughty just like walking around a house where you're normally dressed because there's other people here 99.9% .9 of the time there's someone in the house where you wouldn't feel comfortable walking around in your drawers and your woman wouldn't feel comfortable walking around with a delicious chest yummies jiggling and swinging in that shirt and her back juiciness of her delicious buttocks jiggling she wouldn't do that but now she can and you would love to walk around with your balls out but you can't but you can walk around with your balls in your drawers can't you of course you can 
I've been in relationships where I had a woman who was at my house. She was my woman, but she insisted on walking around with her boobs out all the time. And in the beginning, it was like, look at them things. Oh, yeah. Boobs, 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 boobs. But I'm telling you right now, you can literally get boob fatigue. You can see a woman's boobs in a non-sexual context, even nude, so many times you're not even thinking about doing anything with them. They're just there, right? And I don't ever want to be in the position where my have boob fatigue. I don't want that crap. I remember telling a girlfriend, could you put a top on? You see these titties before? Yeah, I know. But if I see them all the time when I'm not going to be slurping on them it kind of ruins it because if i'm seeing them all the time now then when we go into the bedroom and it's time to slurp on them it's not as much fun and she's you know what yeah i see your point and then she put the top on (laughs) then i immediately took it back off and slurped her boobs (laughs) true story (laughs) right but it's a little different for the women ladies you don't mind when your guy walks around in his boxer shorts if he's in good shape or if he has a nice ass. You don't mind that crap. There was a time when I was in shape and I'll be in shape again when I used to walk around all the time in my boxer briefs and the lady, my girlfriend at the time, could see the front goodness and the back goodness, <laughs> mainly because every time she was in the room, I would immediately put my front goodness as close to her as possible and go, hey, please touch my front goodness. And she would go, stop it. <laughs> Also true. (coughs) But she didn't definitely, even though I have uh, wonderfully beautiful junk, she did not want me to walk around with my junk out. I didn't mind walking around with my junk out. She didn't want to see that crap. I'm going, you love my junk. She goes, yes, when I'm using it, I don't want to see it when I ain't using it. And I was a little bit insulted. Okay, I wasn't insulted. I really didn't give a crap. I was just upset that we weren't going to be getting it on at that moment. So then I started the car and pulled off. (laughs) Just kidding. We were in the house. But here's the thing. Even the girlfriend that I had that wanted me to walk around without anything on with the stuff out. After a while, she had the same feeling that I had. She had bald fatigue. Exactly. I had boob fatigue. Look, I've seen your boobs too much. She said, you know what? I'm tired of looking at your balls. Please cover them up. And then she immediately took them off. And okay, that's a different story. So what I'm saying, young people, listen. It's not going to be what you think it is when you get married or when you move in. It's not going to be the same thing. Always make sure you find somebody that you like as a person, who you enjoy as a person. The person you're dating or marrying or living with or whatever should be someone who's like a best friend you want to bang the crap out of. Because if you don't find a person who's like a best friend you want to bang the crap out of, all you're going to have is somebody whose butt has body parts you want to use. And as I've already explained, eventually, guys, you will get boob fatigue. And ladies, it'll take you about three minutes to get ball fatigue. And after that, what do you got? Nothing. So please, my friends, my young listeners, don't just base anything on sex. It ain't worth it. Find someone you like and you respect. Because you're going to get boob and ball fatigue. And that ain't fun.
Now, I know my older audience, the old bastards like me in the audience, I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You've already suffered. You've suffered from boob fatigue 25 years ago. And ladies, once again, like I said, it only takes you three minutes to suffer from ball fatigue. Right? And to you, I would say, listen, stop expecting the relationships to be as exciting as they were in the beginning. Nothing is as exciting as it was in the beginning except for this show. (laughs) Yes, it is. Shut up. So listen, I know you're going to go through tough times. Stick it out. Work it out. Mainly because once you get too close to my age or older, not only do you have ball and boob fatigue, you also have ball and boob drag marks in the carpets. You know, don't think and don't lie and say that. Well, that's from the vacuum. I know what ball and boob marks in the carpet look like. And you people are disgusting. Just put something on. Right, get a pickup bra or something, and get something. Duct tape your balls to you. Duct tape them up, okay? I mean, my balls haven't fallen yet, but when they start falling, I'm taping them bastards up, and I don't care, you know. <laughs> and I ain't kidding about that. So just remember, my friends, leave a little to the imagination. Don't go around showing everything to everybody. Nobody want to see that crap. Okay, I want to see some of that crap, but not all the time. Because even, even, I actually have porn fatigue, my friends. Not recently, it happened a long time ago. I used to watch a lot of porno, you know, when I was younger. But I watched so much porn, and I went to so many strip clubs. that I'm at the point now where if I'm not getting some of it, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see boobs. I can't immediately begin slurping on. I don't want to be able to, I don't want to see any by any lady's lap stuff unless I can take my lap stuff and put it inside her lap stuff. If I can't have some of it, I ain't looking at it. Yeah, I said it. So folks, just remember that. Remember that. Remember. Find someone you like. That's a person. Because you will get ball and boob fatigue. And when that happens, you gots nothing left. This ain't for me. I'm trying to help you. Ha <laughs> Segment over. Okay, folks, let's talk about disrespect. And disrespect is a horrible thing. And I don't want to sound like a, a self-help person, but the thing about it is people will give you the same amount of respect that they perceive that you give to yourself. I've already talked on many occasions where I've gone to places where I've gone to maybe a supermarket or a fast food place and I'm wearing old clothes because I'm helping somebody clean something or I just don't feel like wearing anything good and I'm just walking around looking like, you know, some dude wearing old clothes and I'll go someplace and the people behind the counter look at me and they're like, look at this guy with his old clothes. He ain't nothing. And they, they'll they they take your money and they'll give you, have a nice day, die bastard. Won't even acknowledge your existence. They kind of hand you the money off to the side. Don't even make eye contact why because they don't respect you they don't respect your punk ass at all i talked to you about it before when i had my previous car and the previous car before i got the mighty toyota camry was a really beat up car it ran it got me where i needed to go and i was basically just driving until it fell apart so i could have enough money saved up so i could get the mighty toyota camry 
And what started noticing was that the kids, the teens around the block would actually be sitting on the car, sitting on the hood of the car, sitting on the roof, on the trunk of the car with their foot on the fender, fender, leaning against the car, standing and talking to each other with drinks on the hood and on the trunk and on the top of the car. It never would occur to me as a human being to do that. They could have gone anywhere. They could have literally sat on their their own porch, which was only a couple of steps away, but they chose to do that. There were cars in front of my car, a car in the back of my car, a car across the street. There was a car in front of their house, but they didn't stand around that car. They stood around my car and put stuff on my car. Why? Because my car was a piece of crap and they didn't respect it because they were like, what, you ain't respecting your car? Why should we? Didn't matter that it was somebody else's property, those little bastards. But when I went back to that same fast food place in that same supermarket wearing just my regular clothes, you know, decent, nice shoes, nice clothes, that all of a sudden the same people, the same ladies who were dismissive, didn't even re- realize I was the same person. They were all nice and tee hee hee in my face and have a nice day, sir, trying to start conversations, not realizing I was the same person. Apparently now in their punk ass minds, I'm respectable. I respect myself. So they decided to show me respect. As many times as I came outside and I chased those little jackasses away from my car. First of all, after the first time I chase you off the car, that should be enough. I'll even give you the, say you're sitting there talking to your friend, you get engaged in conversation, you're holding the soda, you decide to put it down, you forget about it. First of all, you shouldn't do that in the first place. But if that happens one time, I get it. I get it but once i say one time get away from my car i shouldn't have to tell you again i shouldn't have to look out my kitchen window and say get off the car i shouldn't have to walk back around from behind the house because i was doing something behind the house and these ass wipes didn't know i was 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 around and i come around the block and i have to tell you to get off the car i shouldn't have to do that they did not respect the old junkie car because it was an old a junkie car and they didn't respect it But I noticed when I got the money, Toyota Camry, they never once leaned on that car. They never once leaned on on the money, Toyota Camry. There was nobody leaving sodas on the money, Toyota Camry. No little kids playing in the street when they decided to play in the street didn't leave their coats and jackets piled up on top of the money, Toyota Camry. Because they respected the money, Toyota Camry. It's a weird lesson to learn. And I realized that, like I said, if you respect yourself and just demand respect of yourself, all of a sudden people start respecting you. And when people start respecting you and you still find pockets of disrespect, it starts to bother you a little bit. You know who doesn't respect any of us? Animals. Oh, no, they don't. Right? You're walking down the street. Somebody's got their dog behind the fence. You're walking. You're not even thinking about that place. The dog comes running up to the fence and starts barking and barking and barking. And even when you start walking away, the dog starts barking and barking and barking again. Why? That dog doesn't respect your ass. 
He doesn't take you seriously. He knows damn well that if somebody were to open up that fence, he could just sink his teeth into your soft human skin like a hot knife through butter. He's looking at you. He's like, if you actually spoke, dog, you would know he was actually calling you all sorts of names, probably using racial epithets and probably saying a bunch of other things that are just so wrong because he knows if anybody ever opened up that fence, there wouldn't be a damn thing you could do about it. What are you going to do? Run away from the dog? you don't run as fast as the dog does so not only does the dog know that if he got out of that gate he could tear your punk ass up he also knows he could actually give you a head start and then start chasing you catch you and then tear your punk ass up that dog does not respect you i'm telling you dogs don't respect you i wish i could speak dog i might even, I, I don't know maybe i can speak dog because i remember walking by a fence one time with a dog that always barked at me even though i had no intention of going in the fence i wasn't even looking in his fence i wasn't even anywhere near his fence i was actually walking past his fence and i'm telling you i heard him say bitch and i went what what that dog just called me a bitch and i walked back to the fence and the dog did all of that kind of crap and then i said maybe i should not walk too close to this fence i don't want to keep pissing the dog off because dogs have great senses of smell and eventually this dog's going to get out and i don't want when this dog's out to be going let me sniff around so i can find that bastard that kept walking by my fence and i'm a bike the bastard I've seen it happen before. I've seen a bunch of school kids walking up to a fence and always taunting the dog and 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 taunting the dog. And then one day, one day, they taunted that dog a little bit too much. And what happened? The dog had already dug a hole under the fence. They couldn't see that the dog had dug a hole under the fence because there were some bushes there and they didn't notice it. And those kids, and the dog bust out from under that fence and chased the kids. And the only reason he didn't bite the shit out of those kids is because there was about five or six of them and they were all he didn't know which one he wanted to bite and by the time he decided he wanted to bite one of them they had already dispersed he was going to chase after the little punk asses but a car was coming and he jumped back out of the street to avoid being hit by the car I walked by and I didn't, I didn't see the hole myself, but I never actually taunted the dog. I never taunted the dog. I never did that. I just kept walking and the dog comes busted out from under the fence and the dog sees me and I see the dog and the dog's looking at me and I'm looking at the dog and I'm looking at the dog and the dog looking at me and I'm looking at the dog and the dog's looking at me and he's just and I just very slowly back up. And I start to cross the street. The dog's watching me and he's got this fang and he didn't even bother chasing me. He didn't even bother chasing me. I couldn't believe it. I got across the street and I started slowly walking away while looking at the dog. And I'm going, I'm so glad this dog is not chasing me. And just as I was about to turn the corner and start to feel safe, I actually saw the dog stand up on his back legs, took his right paw, cupped his nuts and said, better had, bitch. And I kept going. Can't believe I just got trash talked by a dog. I'm telling you, animals don't respect us. They don't respect us at all with his little punk ass. Now, as it turns out, I became friends with the neighbors, the neighbors that had that dog. And the dog still would bark at me all the time, but he would see me standing on the porch talking to the neighbors. 
And then one time I was closer to the front door than the neighbor was. The dog walked out and the dog was on the porch and the dog was so close to me that if the dog decided to attack me, the dog could have attacked me. The neighbor threw the dog's treat to me and said, hand that up to the dog. And I said, I ain't handing up shit. He ain't going to bite you. And I took the treat and I threw it up on the porch. The dog ate the treat. Then looked at me and kind of winked and said, you gave me food. I like food. You're all right, human. From now on, I'm not going to secretly plot to kill you, which was cool. And ever since then, I walked around the back of the house and the dog just goes, hey, yes, Anthony, how's it going? And I kept going. And I'm going, that's amazing. How come these people don't realize they can make a lot of money because the dog can actually say my name out loud? They could probably teach it to say other stuff. Well, that's not that's none of my business. Maybe they're just not show business people. <laughs> anyway. But at that point, I had gained the respect of the dog and I felt good about it. So you can gain the respect of a dog because a dog is man's best friend. A dogs have been domesticated. They, they, they can come into your house and be cool. They can come into your house and realize that you're a friend, that you're somebody that takes them to the doctor. You're someone that hugs them and gives them a bath. You're someone that feeds them. Dogs, even though if they don't know you, they may not respect you. They have the ability to respect you because dogs are awesome. Cats tolerate you, but that's a different story. But birds are pieces of shit. You want to know why birds are pieces of shit? I'll tell you why birds are pieces of shit. When a dog's in your house, what do you do with your dog? Nothing. You give him a carpet to sleep on or, or, or some kind of box to sleep in if he's a small dog. Same thing with a cat, right? You don't have a dog house in your house. You have a dog house outside of your house because if your dog wants to go outside, you want to protect your dog. Protect your dog from the elements. You love your dog and your dog shows you respect. You want to protect your dog. Your cat tolerates you. So that little punk ass doesn't even get to go outside. Fuck you, cat. I still kind of like you because you're cute, but you got a little bit of an attitude problem. And I'm sick of you knocking shit off the top of the refrigerator. I put that shit up there because I wanted it up there. But you're still cute and you keep rats out of the house. So I tolerate your punk ass. And of course, the cat looks at you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut your mouth and put some food in that bowl before I scratch up your chair. But eventually even cats with their attitude problems grow to respect you and you grow to love the cat. It takes longer, it takes a couple of hours to love a dog and a couple of months to love their punk ass, your punk ass cat. But that's a different story. But birds are pieces of shit. When you see a dog in a person's house, nothing really changes about the house. Nothing really changes about the house of this cat. Nothing. But birds... Want to know how we feel about you birds? When you see a bird in somebody's house, guess what? That shit's still in a cage. <laughs> That's what we feel about you birds. It's not even a big cage. We could actually give you a room to fly around in if we really liked you birds, but we don't. We give you a cage. You're supposed that you have wings to fly. You should be able to be, be able to travel hundreds of miles and all of that crap. But when we get you as a pet, we put your punk ass in a cage. We give you that little stupid perch to land on. Yeah, that's right. And then we come up to your cage and we mimic the sounds you make. We don't even realize that what you're saying is beep, 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 beep. Fuck you, human. Fuck you, human. We don't even realize we're saying it back to you. 
because we just hear what you're saying and mimic. We don't speak bird. And if we did speak bird, we put you in a smaller cage. In fact, we probably put you in a cage with the cat, you punk ass bastards, because birds are pieces of shit. Know why I say birds are pieces of shit? Because they are. You ever, you ever say there's a lot of feral cats and dogs walking around, right? You see dogs running around all the time. They may even sleep on your car. I actually came outside one time. There was a cat that was like the neighborhood cat. Nobody owned the cats, but the cat slept on the top of the mighty Toyota Camry. And sometimes on the hood of the mighty Toyota Camry. Sometimes on the trunk of the mighty Toyota Camry. I had a dog that would sometimes be sleeping next to the car. But when they decided they wanted to take a dump, what did they do? Walk away from the car go over to the bottom of a tree the cat would pee on the tree the dog would pee on the tree and sometimes they would even go further away take an el dumpo someplace else and then come back and rest on or around the mighty toyota camry they respected the mighty toyota camry but what did the birds do the birds are actually in the tree they could have crapped. They could. They saw the other animals crapping at the base, of, peeing at the base of the tree, and crapping at the base of the tree. It's easier to do it at the base of the tree. You're actually more stable at the base of the tree. But what do they do? They crawl out to the edge of a branch, line their little bird asses up, and drop all over your car. Really. If you are smart enough to be able to fly a hundred miles and find your baby's nest to fly all of that distance and can find something 700 miles away, you mean to tell me if you shit all over my car, you see me take it away, take it to the car wash and come back, you're going to do it again? You little p- I hope somebody catches you as a pet and puts your punk ass in a cage and better yet puts you in a cage with a cat. It's a respect thing, my friends. It's a respect thing. Birds are pieces of shit. So all I'm saying right now is I was thinking about going vegan. But then I realized, why should I? Because if I go vegan, then there'll be more birds. Now, I know I don't eat parakeets and pigeons. I eat chicken when I eat a bird or turkey or something like that. But I'm saying right now, people as human beings... Why don't we just start shooting pigeons and those little punk ass birds that get in our trees and eat them? They're birds, too. Right. I mean, we're actually you're actually saving money when you don't have to shop for chicken. You know how expensive chicken is. Why don't you just take a little arrow and shoot a pigeon? Take that little punk ass bastard and defeather the bastard and fry him up. Because if we all did that, what about the but pigeons might go extinct? Oh, no, pigeons will be extinct. You mean to tell me I wouldn't have lots of bird shit all over my car? Oh, what other good things do pigeons do? Nothing. They shit on things. That's what they do. We shouldn't even call them pigeons. We should just call them shit bags because that's what they do. So what I'm saying is birds ain't shit. I'm saying we should start eating pigeons, people. We should start eating pigeons. They deserve it. And whatever that little brown bird is that also craps in your car, we need to eat them too. All I'm saying is you deserve respect. And that's why dogs and cats get to live in the house and get fed. Respect. Birds are pieces of shit.
I know what you're thinking. Dude, is it that serious? Do you hate birds that much? Yes, I do. And if you got a problem with it, I'll do a segment about how much I don't like you either. segment over well folks that has been this episode of the s anthony says podcast starring yours truly s anthony thomas and i want to thank you guys once again for stopping back here to listen to the rantings of a dude who's slightly weird and quite frankly because you fact you uh, you've you've been fast to listen to this crap on a regular basis for three or over three years i got news for you You're just as weird as I am, and it's about time you admitted it to yourselves. (laughs) Once again, thank you for stepping back to check out episode number 255. Uh, People keep asking me where they can hear the program. Well, the first thing you can do is if if you go to any podcatcher and uh, just just type in, uh, as Anthony says, usually it'll pop up. Uh, But uh, this show here, I put it in a lot of places. I put it on iTunes stitcher radio tune in radio iheart radio um google play you can find it in google play also and uh you know essentially like i say all the time all you really have to do because i've been around for a while like i said three years i've been putting podcasts out all you really have to do is just type in s anthony says into any search engine and i'm gonna pop up now do me a favor my friends uh I shouldn't even be asking you for favors. And you've been listening to me talk for three years. I mean, that's enough of a favor, isn't it? But I'm going to get greedy, damn it, and ask for more favors because I feel like it, damn it. Uh, if you're not following me on social media, because I was I was surprised that there were the number of people that were actually listening to the podcast, that somebody re- recommended the show and they liked it, which is cool, and then they subscribe to it or check it out and all that kind of stuff. But you're not following me on social media. What the hell is up with that, you bastards? Listen, damn it. It's not just enough that you do me the honor of listening to me ramble on for 45 to 60 minutes on a weekly basis, damn it. That's not enough for me. Oh, hell no. Your punk asses need to follow me on social media as well. Why? Because I said so, damn it. Now, here's your choices. Or better yet, follow me on all social media because I said so, you bastards. On Twitter, my personal uh, Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for this podcast is at S. Anthony Says. Um, I'm on Facebook. I have a, quote, fan page, unquote, which is a verified page. If you're on Facebook, just type, go into the top box and type in S. Anthony Says, and you will see my page with my smiling gap-toothed face, and you'll see S. Anthony Says, and you'll see a blue check mark, meaning it's a verified page for this public figure, meaning me. And click the like button, damn it. Uh, let's see, on uh, Instagram, surprisingly enough, S. Anthony Thomas. Type it into the type top box and click that follow button, you bastards. <laughs> and please remember to subscribe to the show. And uh, if you have some friends that you think will like this program, please let please tell them where the show is. Talk the show up and recommend this crap to those bastards as well. Because you're bastards and I want non-bastards to become bastards. Okay, bastards? Good. If you want to continue to send emails telling me how incredible I am and how much you want to hug me because I'm the meaning of life, <laughs> no one said that. 
<laughs> but it, a lot of times people want to send messages, questions, comments, or uh, recommendations for things they wanted me to talk about on the show. If that's what you want to do, and I hope you continue to do so because some of you have, the email address is talktosanthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O, then my name, S. Anthony, at gmail.com. Talk to us, Anthony, at gmail.com. Once again, folks, I want to say in all seriousness, uh, you know, much like when I would do stand up, you know, sometimes I would go to shows and before I would before the show would start, I'd, I'd literally stand in the back and look through the curtain at the audience and I'd look at all those people out there and I would be completely honored that they got out that got uh, off their asses and came out to see me, whether they were coming to see just a show that I happened to be on or if it was in an area where I was was more known and people would come out specifically to see me. It didn't matter to me either way. I mean, it mattered, but I mean, I was always honored by the fact that, you know, they chose to spend that time with me and come and, uh, and, and, and kick it. And I feel the same way here. You know, you, you guys chose to, to listen to this podcast and continue to listen to it. And, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the, the subscriptions and the kind words. And uh, I won't ever forget that. So even if I break your balls and ovaries and tease you and all of that kind of stuff, always remember I got much love for you. And I appreciate everything that you do for me. And I appreciate the fact that you listen. I really do. You bastards. <laughs> My friends, it doesn't matter to me where you listen to me, whether you listen to me in your car, on a treadmill, walking down the street. I just want to thank you for letting me into your ears, into your minds, and into your hearts, my friends. And I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I know, as it turns out, some of you actually do say it with me when I say it. So if you want to, please do. I would, I would think that was really cool, even though I can't hear it. <laughs> On the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always do. Say it with me, folks. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Go! Yes.